0: Thank you Olu, thank you. Good morning everyone, hope you're good. Hope you can hear me as well. It's a lovely day out there and it's a beautiful time to just really just bask in his presence. I really wanna thank the Lord for this opportunity to share with you guys and just to fellowship as well with the members and each visitor. I wanna say thank you Lord. Okay, I'm going to begin by just opening up in prayer. I know Olin's prayed already, but I'm going to start by just opening up in prayer, and then I will continue. Father, Lord, I really just want to thank you for this opportunity to share your word. I thank you, Father God, that you will fill me, that you will anoint me, that your peace shall be upon me as I share what you've placed on my heart. Father, I pray, O God, that as I share that your word will fall on good soil in each one of our hearts, Father God, that you will minister to us, Father God, that you will help us, oh God, through the word to draw closer to you, Father God. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. This morning I'm going to continue sharing um, what I was sharing the last time, which was partnering with the Holy Spirit. I didn't actually complete it, so I'm going to continue with it. I'm just going to go over um, old grounds, which I um, covered last week um, with partnering with the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but especially for me, during this lockdown time, I really needed to be partnering with the Holy Spirit. And I'm sure other people need it as well. There is, you know, these times, there are unnerving times, there's chaos all around. Yes, we're coming out of lockdown, but people don't know what they're facing. So as Christians, we need to make sure that we are looking to the Holy Spirit, for him to direct us, for him to lead us, for him to guide us. Um, If you've been listening to the news this week, there's a lot of unrest in America, a lot of chaos taking place because of the death um, or subsequent deaths of George Floyd. And the other person was um, Aubrey. Aubrey um, um, Ahmad, I think his name was. You know, there's a lot of unrest and people want justice. When you watch the news, there are lots of protests taking place and which turns into riots. So we need to be praying for them and we need the Holy Spirit to, you know, to, to speak to people, for the Holy Spirit to fight our battles, for him to go ahead, for for, for him to help to bring the perpetrators to justice. We need to be speaking to him and just really praying for America to make sure that things happen. There is a change. Reform takes place, that things don't just go back to how they used to be. You know, so really need the Holy Spirit at this time. So I'm going to continue with speaking about the Holy Spirit. And the last time, um, when I spoke about the Holy Spirit, I did mention that the Holy Spirit It's a real person. When Jesus left, when he resurrected and he ascended to heaven, when he left, the Holy Spirit came to fill each believer so that because Jesus wasn't there, the Holy Spirit can now lead us. The Holy Spirit can be a witness to us. I also mentioned that the Holy Spirit had equal rights in every way as God the Father and Jesus Christ. He's just as as important He is a part of the Godhead and has equal divine um, attributes, equal divine rights as um, God the Father and the Son as well. I also mentioned that the Holy Spirit has intellect and emotions and will, and therefore when we do something against, when we do something that we're not supposed to be doing against God, it grieves the Holy Spirit because it's a part of us. It lives inside. It lives. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. He feels when we do something that doesn't um, align with God's way. It doesn't align with his will. So he does feel it. I also said that the Holy Spirit um, is our sources of revelation of wisdom and power for each one of us believers. The Holy Spirit reveals things to us. He gives us wisdom. And it's the power that we need to see things happen, to see the miracles um, take place, to activate our gifts and our vision. The talents that the Lord has given us. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to, to do this, as He did the, the disciples in Acts. When Peter ministered, he petered, when Peter ministered, he ministered under the power of the Holy Spirit. before we enter into a relationship with the Holy Spirit we need to know who he is and that is why it's good to know these attributes about the Holy Spirit that he has the same power as Jesus. I I then went on to talk about the benefits of partnering with the Holy Spirit and I covered, I think it was six points I covered when I spoke about it. I'm just going to briefly go through them and then I'll continue speaking about the benefits of the Holy Spirit. The first thing I mentioned about the benefit of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit helps us to become obedient to God. You know, as people, because we're born into sin, through what Adam and Eve did, we're automatically born into sin. So automatically. What? You know we're obedient to things. Somebody says this is how we need to do something, and we're doing the opposite. Take lockdown for an example. You know some of us we struggle to do what we've been told to do. So the Holy Spirit helps us to be obedient, to stay connected, and just do as God has told us to do. Also, I mentioned that the Holy Spirit um, helps to deepen our relationship with God as well. You know the, the more time we spend with the Holy Spirit the closer we draw to God. In James 4.8, the Bible tells us um, that as we come closer to God, he draws closer to us. I also mentioned that another um, aspect of the benefits of the Holy Spirit is that it helps us to operate in our gifts and in our talents. When we look to the Holy Spirit to activate these gifts and talents, we do miraculous things and we actually Activate the gifts that he has given us. I also mentioned that the Holy Spirit increased our servant's heart to become more hungrier for the things of God. As we connect with the Holy Spirit and we look to what he's telling us to do, we look to the things that God wants us to do. He increases to serve him more whether it's in our homes, whether it's in our workplaces, whether it's in the community. You, um, you know, Sometimes even when we do certain things, we may not see it as serving, but as long as we're doing for others, we are serving and we're doing it in his name. We are serving. So the Holy Spirit helps us to do this. Also, another um, benefit I said was that the Holy Spirit fills us with God's perfect love, which casts out all fears. As we connect with the Holy Spirit, God's love is perfected in us and whatever fear is there, it gets rid of it. In time, it's, it's a progressive thing we go through, but in time, we will see how far we have come. And I think the final thing I mentioned about the benefit of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit fills our hearts with the peace of God. As we draw as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, whatever burdens we have, whatever anxieties we have, we give it to him and he fills us with God's peace. During this lockdown, you know one of the things that we've been praying for is God's peace to fill the nation, God's peace to fill our hearts. In America right now they need God's peace. Some people need answers. The family of George, George Floyd, they need his peace. They need to feel his peace. When you find that chaos is going on all around you, there's chaos, you need the peace of God because the peace of God that transcends all understanding, when it fills your hearts and your mind, it does wonders. And the Bible also tells us that God, um, God's, he gives us peace, not as the world gives because it's recognised that the world's peace is different to God's peace. There's serenity in God's peace. There's a calmness in God's peace. So that when everything is crumbling around you, when you're filled with God's peace, you're standing. You're not crumbling, you're standing. You're not crumbling like anything else. You are standing. Okay. So I'm going to continue this morning. Um with the benefits of the holy spirit and the next point i have here is that the holy spirit empowers us to feel to fulfill god's plans and purposes for each one of our lives god has a plan for each one of us and he wants us to fulfill those plans sometimes we see that we don't really know exactly how those plans pan out or we just need to trust him sometimes we have our own plans but well, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 16:9 that we plan, but God directs. In Jeremiah 29, to 14, the Bible tells us, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart i will be found by you declares the lord and will bring you back to captivity so back from captivity There, there are steps that we need to take for us to fulfill god's plans god tells us here that if we um when we seek him with all our hearts, not just with some of our hearts. It's, it's just like what it says in Proverbs three five: Trusting me with all, um, trusting me with all your hearts, leaning not on your own, um, um, le- le- leaning on leaning not on your own un- understanding. So we're looking to God. We're looking to how He wants us to do things, not how we want to do things. He has a plan for each one of us. But we just need to learn to trust him and do it his way not the way of the world not the way of lynette not the way we have planned it because one of the things i said the other day was for um, the scripture in isaiah 55 is that his ways are higher than our ways just as the heavens and the, just as the heaven is higher than the earth, so therefore his ways are higher than ours. So therefore he knows this. So we need to just allow him to direct our steps. Sometimes we go blindfolded. We, we don't know how we go. We don't know which way we're going, but we really just need to trust in him. We really need to allow him to guide us. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to help us to seek him with all of our heart in Hebrews 10 verse 36 it says you need to preserve so you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God you will receive what he has promised this tells me that sometimes there's a time limit we need to develop patience so that We can see what God has for us. Because when we wait for that thing that God has planned for us, it says you will receive what he has promised. Not doing it our way, not tweaking the plan, but just giving it time. Allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us. When we partner with the Holy Spirit, we cannot go wrong. But we're we're mere mortals. We will go wrong at times, but we can always go back to the Holy Spirit, saying, "Oh, but we did this. We shouldn't have done that," so we can get back on track. We see in the book of in the book of Job, um, Job, that he experienced severe trials, but he didn't allow this to deter him from the course that God had for him. God's plans for Job was fulfilled because he allowed God's spirit to lead him. He didn't curse God like his wife told him to do because she saw what he was going through. and She said, just curse God and I. But he didn't listen. He did what he felt he should have done, looking directly to God. And in Job 42, verse 12, the Bible tells us that God blessed Job more in his later life than in his earlier life. He was blessed immensely by the Lord. We also see in the book of Esther um, that she did not allow fear of approaching the king because there was a decree made that all Jews should die. Now, when that decree was made, um, Esther's uncle then went to her and said, you need to approach the king. She did not allow the fear to approach him to stop her from doing this. Initially, she was scared. She was thinking, how can I approach the king? Because back in those days, you cannot approach the king. There was a law. You needed to wait for the king to call for you. So then her uncle reminded her that her royal position was for such a time as this. When Esther heard that, the penny dropped. She then called for a three days um, fast and um, praying and fasting. She wanted every one of them to fast and she said that she will be fasting as well with her attendants. Through the praying and fasting, that gave her favor with the king. So that when the praying and fasting was done, she then told her uncle that then she would go and approach the king. And when she approached him, he was pleased with her and he held out his gold sceptre that was in his hand. There was a plan for the Jews and Esther, through being queen, fulfilled that plan. She wasn't queen for for no reason. Sometimes we find ourselves in certain positions and we think sometimes we're there for our own benefit but sometimes we're there for the greater good. We're there for a reason, to fulfill God's plan, to benefit many, to benefit a cause, to benefit the purpose that he has. And as time goes on, we progressively see, as Esther saw for herself and her uncle reminded her, because if she didn't approach the king, the the way Esther saw it, if I approach the king, I'm going to die because he hasn't called for me. If I don't approach the king, I'm going to die because there's a decree for all the for all the Jews to be um, killed. So then her uncle had to remind her, "Your royal position is for such a time as this." And through the fasting and prayer, the plan was fulfilled. Also, we see in the book of Exodus that. Moses did not allow his speech impediment to stop him from fulfilling the plan that God had for him to lead his children out of Egypt. Sometimes when we hear, God want, when we hear what God wants us to do there's fear rises in us but we shouldn't allow that to be our default position. We listen, We allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us and we seek his face. And eventually God shows us, you know, his word tells us that. I am, you know, um, I think it's in Joshua 1.8. He talks about how he's the one that's commanded you. He's the one that's told you to do what he wants you to do. So therefore he will be with you wherever you go. Yes, fear will rise. But there's a greater good. That's what we need to look to, and the Holy Spirit helps us to fulfill this. We need to make sure that we're connecting with the Holy Spirit so that we can fulfill each plan for our lives. Encouraging our children as well to fulfill what God has for them, because God has a plan and a purpose for every single one of us. and We need to allow the Holy Spirit to help us, to go through the narrow road so that we can fulfill his plans for us. Another benefit of the Holy Spirit is helping us to exhibit the fruits of the Spirit in us. As we partner with the Holy Spirit he shapes our character, He helps us to do the good and the kind deeds that the Lord has placed in our hearts to do. The work of the Holy Spirit is a lifelong process in the life of a believer. You know, it's it's a journey that we go through and through this journey, we are being sanctified. We go through the baptism of fire as I I was um, speaking about during our online Bible study. And through the process of sanctification, we're able to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5 verse 22 to 23, it reads, for the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. I don't know about you, but I lack some of these. I lack some of these. It's a journey. You're, you're, You're constantly falling over and getting up, constantly falling over and getting up. But the Holy Spirit is there to help us. It's not easy to always demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit in our daily lives. But by His grace, we it. you know, we can show some of these. We may not show all at once, but by His grace, we, we, we can show some of them. You know, right now in America, the families of um, George Floyd, they're struggling and friends of him, they're struggling to um show aspects of the fruit of the spirit but it's understandable people are um they're hurt they are hurt but we need to pray for god's spirit to really penetrate for the right thing to be done I I, I struggle at times to show patience because, for me, I always want to see the end result. I always want to see the end result. I even got myself into trouble at home yesterday with um, Mecca because I want to see the end result, you know, always looking, oh, I want to see the end result. So the impatience comes, oh. But we just need to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us. Really allow him to penetrate. Allow him to do what he needs to do in, in each of us so that we can exhibit the fruit of the spirit. When we fill ourselves with the word, fill ourselves in God's presence, what comes out are the fruits. You, you, when, when you grow, <clears throat> certain, if, if you grow anything, If you grow an apple, you you plant an apple seed, you're not going to get oranges or strawberries. You will get apples. So as we soak in God's presence, we read his word, we will get the fruits we're supposed to get. The fruit of the spirit will come through. Also, I remember when we were in Dartford, um, for those of you who know um, where we lived in Dartford, it was a two-bedroom flat. It was quite a small flat. When we started, when we lived there, we thought, yeah, we'll be here for about two years. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the plan. We ended up being there for nine years, and we had three children at some point when when that two years went past i thought you know i started to become frustrated annoyed with my situation but there was nothing we could do because we couldn't afford to go and buy a bigger place but we just had to just um we just had to just stay focused on on him but at times it was really hard and i remember go into the Lord in frustration and just say, Lord, I really want to move, you know. And the Lord gave me a scripture, which was in Philippians 4.11. he says, and this was Paul speaking, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And when the Lord gave me that word, I then realised, you know what? I just need to be patient. I was filled with his peace. His peace was upon me. Now, you would think that when you get such a thing, you know, maybe a few weeks, few months down the line, something would happen. I think I... It must have been about five, six years later that we moved. But in that time, I had to be patient. But I was patient because I knew the Lord had heard me. I knew that he had my back. And I knew, I I was convinced that he was gonna make this happen for us. Thank you, Lord. Another benefit that um, the Holy Spirit helps us with is living a daily life of self-examination. I actually like this one because it's something that I know I struggled with and I had to keep doing it. And sometimes it's not pretty when you, See how you really are, when you look at how you really are, look at how where you want to be, You're like, oh, okay um there, there there are times I remember this was years ago. I used to bring myself before the Lord, and I would say, Lord, just convict me. that was my daily prayer. convict me when I do wrong, and then even up to now it still happens whereby, as I'm speaking about something, the wrong things are coming out. My spirit has been convicted. that nope, shouldn't have said that. Nope, that was the wrong thing to do. That was the wrong thing to say. Because I'm constantly asking the Lord to convict me. We need daily self-examination. Otherwise, we'll be living in cuckoo land. Sometimes you see people out there and they're talking. And you're like, are you okay? Because the reality is different from the words that they're saying. People think that they can deceive you. They have one character and they want to portray another one, but that's the enemy's lie. The enemy thrives on deception, absolute deception. Deceiving us who we are and then we end up making fools of ourselves. Deceiving us to do things, yes, it's okay. When it's not, it goes against what God wants us to do. But how awesome is that, that we have the spirit there to tell us, no, my child, no, my son, no, my daughter. You shouldn't have done that. I think that's awesome. We have an internal moral conflict compass, helping us to do the right thing and make the right decision. In John 8, 32, the Bible tells us that the truth will set us free. Sometimes we we'll run away from the truth, but that truth is what's going to set us free. I'm sure we've all been there running away from truth. I've been there plenty of time, but when we have the grace of the Holy Spirit upon us, telling us, leading us, that's awesome. We see in um, the book of Exodus, when Joseph was approached by Portipa's wife, he said no and he ran away. In Exodus 39 verse nine, he um, said, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Joseph showed that he was allowing the spirit to lead him. He didn't just indulge the flesh. There was a moral compass that was enabling him to do the right thing. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, it says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? If we allow the Holy Spirit to reside within us, we allow him to move make decisions for us to help us when we're doing wrong, because we will do, let's just get from thumbing through, we will do things wrong daily, but it's knowing when we're doing something wrong, knowing when we're saying the wrong things, knowing when we're being involved in the wrong things, allowing the spirit to convict us. In 1 John 1 verse 9 it says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and, we, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. We are encouraged to confess our sins. And God's forgiveness is always there. Always there. In Romans 12 verse Chapter 12, verse 2, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. It's allowing the spirit to move in us. As Jean-Marc did when he did communion today, one of the things that we're encouraged to do which he did is self-examination so that we will not be judged because in 1 Corinthians 11 verse um, chapter 11 verse 28 it says everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and the wine and drink from the cup otherwise we will be judged we don't want to put ourselves through that allowing the holy spirit to work in us helps us to deal with certain things that um are within us whether it's lying whether it's sexual immorality whether it's as simple as not taking responsibility always pushing the blame on other people whatever the cause whatever it is you know in our in our house we sometimes um when the children do You know, they do things that they're not supposed to do. We always remind them that. You need to take responsibility for your actions. Because as parents, when we train up our children, we're not doing it for ourselves. Doing it for them to go out there and know how to live godly lives, how to live victorious lives. If we're constantly cocooning them, when they get out there, they're going to get a shock. If they're not constantly self-examining themselves taking responsibility oh i did that i did that when they're out there they're going to have a shock absolute shock because we're not there to cocoon them it's them so whatever we do with them now it has to be tools to help them when they're out there self-examining ourselves with self-examination, it's not just about it's not just the negative side, but there's also the positive side when we self-examine. Knowing our strengths, knowing what we can do, knowing the good things that are in us so that we're able to help other people, so that we're able to use those, utilize those skills. You know, there there are some people that They're they're very good with talking. So it's knowing that, you know, I'm good at talking. I'm good at saying um, certain things to allow things to happen. It's just knowing what your strengths are as well. I'll do one more and then I'll bring it to a close. Another aspect of self-examination. Sorry. Of the Holy Spirit, benefit of the Holy Spirit is that it helps us, gives us the willingness to forgive. So when we, when when we know that people have wronged, um, done things against us, we go and speak to the Holy Spirit. Allow Him to minister to us. Minister to us so that we can forgive. It's not an easy thing. It's really not an easy thing. Also, if we've um, done things and we can't forgive ourselves of what we've done. In Hebrews 4:16 16, it says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Let's not lock away and say, you know, I feel ashamed, I feel guilty. Let's go to him to receive that help. When Peter denied Jesus, it wasn't once, it wasn't twice, but three times he denied Jesus. Did Jesus not forgive him? No. And Jesus, he's our example. So as we look to his example, as we look to what he did, we can see that this is what we need to follow. He forgave him and he used Peter later on. Peter had a great ministry. When when, when you read Acts, you see all the wonderful things, how God used him miraculously. Even he was surprised at himself when he spoke in front of the Sanhedrin back then this was the Jewish council back then he spoke with such wisdom such boldness is that the Saint Peter is that the uneducated guy but this is what the Holy Spirit does in Ephesians 4 32 it says be kind and compassionate to one another Forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. The mere fact that we're believers, we have been forgiven. Because we have sin that was taken away from us. So we were we were forgiven. What didn't they do to Jesus? Well he still died on the cross for our sins to be forgiven. So regardless of what others do to us, we need to find it in ourselves, work with the Holy Spirit, partner with the Holy Spirit to forgive. Joseph forgave his brothers when they sold him off a slave. And we need to make sure that we're allowing the Spirit to do the same for us. Forgive others for what they have done in our lives. Unforgiveness, destroys us, but forgiveness liberates us, gives us life. The Holy Spirit helps to forgive us and also in others. Let us allow the Holy Spirit to do that as children of God. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to end there. And I really want us to Before um, I hand over to Olu. I'm just going to pray. Father Lord, I just want to thank you for this time. I thank you, Father God, for all that I've shared upon. I pray, Father God, that you will help us as your children to partner with the Holy Spirit to work with the holy spirit to allow the holy spirit to minister to us to move in us oh god to do the things that you have called us to do father god help us to partner with the holy spirit help us to daily um self-examine ourselves father god so that we can see where we're going wrong help us father god to be filled with you oh god to connect with you daily Father God, let the power of the Holy Spirit do its work in us so that we can produce the fruits that you have for us, O God. We can see every plan and purpose fulfilled in each one of our lives. Daddy God, we thank you. Minister to us, O God. Speak to our hearts. You know the issues we have in our hearts. You know what we're battling with. You know the struggles that we're going through. You know the fears that we have within us. Father God, help us. Help us, oh God. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen.